This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name is Tanya Friedman. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Kinetics USA, and we help uh, nurses with uh, finding jobs in the United States, and we focus on direct hire. We work with facilities all over the United States. And I have with me joining Eliza. Hi, Eliza. Welcome. Hello, Tanya. How are you? Good. Welcome. We also have Anna joining. Hi, Anna. Welcome. Hi, everyone. How are you? Good. Welcome, Anna. And we also have Blair who's joining us. Hi, Blair. Welcome. Hi. Good evening. How are y'all? Good, good. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Today's topic is the first 30 days in the United States. Now, many international nurses wait for many months and years to come to the United States, but don't get a whole lot of thought to what it's like when we first arrive in the United States. So Anna and Eliza are going to be sharing their story and telling us their experience that, that first 30 days. And Blair is here as an expert who's going to be sharing some information on the financial side and how uh, nurses need to prepare for arrival in the United States. So today, please keep watching. We are going to be talking about how to prepare. We're going to be talking about social security. We're going to be talking about communication, like how to get a cell phone, um, you know, keep your laptop, your, your plugs to be able to make sure that you have that electricity. We are going to be talking about transportation. We're going to be talking about housing. We're going to be talking about children. We're going to be talking about your RN license endorsement. We're going to be talking about pre-arrival with your facility. So lots and lots of topics to unpack. And before we get started, um, I wanted to um, just have the panel maybe introduce themselves, just give a, a quick background about your background, your experience, so that everybody watching can know who you are and how you fit in. Let's start with Anna. Okay. So, hi, everyone. My name is Anna Cruz. I'm a nurse from the Philippines. I waited almost eight years for arriving in New York. And I'm an OI nurse now, but when I arrived here, I used to work in a nursing home for the babies. It was not easy, but it's very manageable and you can all do it. Thank you, Anna. Mm -hmm. Eliza, do you want to introduce yourself? And I see James has also just joined us. Welcome, James. James is one of our experts who's going to be talking about more the transportation side. Eliza, go ahead and give us a short background about you and, and um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Elisa. I'm from Brazil. I am a nurse for over mm -hmm. 13 years, and I have arrived in the U.S. It has like uh, less than two weeks. And I used to work in the emergency room in Brazil. It's a kind of different than here in the U.S., but my uh, like largest experience is in an emergency. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Eliza. So I think this is going to be really interesting for anybody watching because Eliza's just arrived. So she's right plump in the middle of that, that first 30 days of arrival in the United States. And interesting to have Anna's perspective, who's been here for a while. So it, it's mm -hmm. going to be kind of interesting for us to, for them to share their journey and, and to share their pointers and tips and advice with everybody watching. 
Blair, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Uh, my name is Blair Blanchard, and I am the Community Development Officer for Advantial Federal Credit Union. Um, we have a program designed specifically for people in your situation um, that you can apply for before you even get to the United States and have a place to put your money to have it waiting for you once you get here. Um, and we also have, as a part of this program, a pre-approval guaranteed to you for an auto loan um, in substantial cases, mortgages, even a credit card, um, and all of our products um, pertaining to you, your spouse, um, and your children. So um, we're really excited to be involved. Thank you for sharing your background. And we certainly you know, are so excited to have your expertise and all the information that you're going to share with nurses, because one of the biggest obstacles in those first 30 days is trying to build your credit. Um, yes. And we're going to dig a little deeper into that in the in the coming hour. Um, James, do you want to introduce yourself to those people who don't know who you are? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is James Rolder. I'm the director of International Auto Source. Um, very mm -hmm. similar to Advanced International Auto Source offers car loans to nurses who are relocating to the United States. We help them with purchasing that vehicle trying to find the best price, of course. You know, we always got to help you find the best price on a vehicle and, and the best type of interest rates on their loans, as well as your auto insurance. In addition to that, we help you with driver's lessons and registration of your vehicle, and really just trying to help you through the entire process of your personal transportation to ensure that once you arrive here in the U.S., you kind of have one less thing to worry about with okay. all the hundreds but of having less worries good about. thing james yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are excited to hear your viewpoint and all the information you can share with nurses because again transportation can be very tricky yeah. most places in the united states you have to drive and have your own car and for a lot of international nurses they've never driven before and haven't owned their own car and it, so that can be a whole experience both exciting and stressful at the same Correct. time and it, yes very intimidating process i mean even us, you know, us as Americans, I'm sure uh, Blair can agree that even us going to go buy a car is very stressful. You oh, know, yes. trying to go look and buy a car and deal with the car salespeople, those slimy car salespeople. You know, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> don't I don't want to deal. You don't want to deal. I just oversee the program now. So I don't, I'm not one of those guys anymore. Uh, but no, we, just as far as, you know, going through that process, it's an intimidating process. And, and to imagine someone moving to a new country in addition to going through all of those new challenges and then having to go car dealer to car dealer to car dealer is even more of, well, also learning a new job and trying to figure out how to get to that new job. You know, it's, it's there's enough lot. going on. You don't need to, you don't need the uh, stress. Okay, so let's get started on our topic. And um, I'm going to just bring up our success path. So this is something that you can find on the Kinetics USA website, and it kind of gives you a roadmap of the steps of, uh, that a nurse has to take in order to come and live in the United States. So today's topic, we're kind of going to be talking a little bit. So we start with the NCLEX, preparation for the interview, RN fr the visa framework, licensing and credentialing, get ready game plan. And six and seven is where we're going to be focusing most of today's show, talking about the pre-arrival sequence. And this number seven is enjoy and prosper because this is what everybody's worked so hard to achieve. Okay, so to get started, so the first thing we want to cover is preparation for arriving in the United States. So Anna, can we maybe start with you and can you share with us how you prepared for your first 30 days in the United States? And also now having been through it, when you look back, maybe second part of the question is, 
what you could have done maybe differently, what any mistakes that you made that you would like to point out to nurses now that you've been through it? Okay, so since I came from the Philippines, um, I made a lot of plans. I actually have a notebook. I link all my plans. I refer and Google everything. The place when I be working, the environment, the neighborhood, what community, what kind of school they have, the enrollment process. Since I have an eleven-year-old daughter now, but back then she was only four year old. And um, I Google about the nearby hospital. Like I really made a lot of notes before I left Philippines. Um, just to let you guys know, I I'm here in New York. I'm working now for seven years. And um, one thing I regret not going back home is to learn how to drive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because back home, I live in a city, so I just walk to my school, I just walk to my job. Thankfully, when I arrive, um, because I Google a lot of the Philippines, the area, I, I learned to ride the bus, the bus time, train station, and I made a lot of Uber guy friends, taxis. Another preparation was before I left Philippines, I completed all my BLS, ACLS, and my PALS. And they would be American Heart uh, a accreditment. Because I want to save money, I don't want to go in here in New York. Aside from that, another preparation was um, I brought some over the counter medicine. Um, for my daughter and for myself, because I don't know yet what will happen here if I have a headache or back pain. And I basically comply whatever the company told me to accomplish before leaving Philippines to save me money and time. That's, that's what I mean, seven years ago. Okay, so those are some great tips, Anna. Do mm -hmm. your research, little things like get your prescriptions, get your medications, mm -hmm. get your certifications before if that's possible to do. So lots of really good mm -hmm. tips there. When you look back at, you've now long past those initial 30 days, mm -hmm. was there anything that you think that you could have done differently, that maybe you made a mistake and you wish somebody had told you about that? Aside from driving, I wish someone told me how cold and how to deal with the winter. <laughs> Anna, which part of New York are you in? And now I'm here in uh, upstate. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm down in Long Island. I mean, it's cold, but when you get upstate, it's colder. It is. Colder. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, you know, Philippines is a tropical country, so Absolutely. that's another thing. It made me a hard time adjusting with the, with the weather. And aside from that, I wish someone told me about finances, finances, access, and health insurance. It's so different back home. We don't even have health insurance when I was working. So those are the things that if I can only go back seven years ago, <laughs> I will invest on those <laughs> if only. I think we all say that. If we could only yeah. go back. Seven years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Anna, you're doing such a great service for so many nurses that are watching right now because if they are about to leave to a cold climate, they need to be listening to you. So they need to be prepared for the weather. You need sometimes just to have the right clothing. Mm. Um, it's oh, something yeah. that many nurses don't realize. And um, Eliza, you are in North Dakota. 
So, and um, even colder. And <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, you've only been here for a few weeks. How did you prepare to, uh, to live and work in the United States? Uh, actually, it's not so much different from Anna. I also researched a lot, and there is a WhatsApp group in Brazil with a lot of nurses that are coming. And coincidentally, many of them, they arrived like two, three months before me, so I could share their experiences. So I researched a lot about the place I would like to live near to the hospital and comfortable and uh, could uh, like suit uh, my needs and my family's needs also. I also got like uh, safe money to provide my family the first two months. It's so important because when we arrived here in the US, we need to have the social security number before doing anything. And there is a preparation and we take time to start to work. So we have to provide ourselves with uh, money because I don't know how it is for other countries, but uh, my currency in Brazil is so low compared to dollar. Mm -hmm. um, I it's basically what Anna did. I also made like a checklist for medication, a special uh, medication that I need, like a prescription here in the US, and it's like easy to buy in Brazil. I got with me to not have any trouble. Yeah. So a lot of research and a lot of preparation, speaking to other nurses who've gone through it. It sounds like a very similar um, experience to what Anna has, has also experienced. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Anna, now that you've been through it, how much money do you think a nurse should be saving before they arrive in the United States? Because obviously the more you bring, the better, but mm -hmm. what is kind of the minimum? Well, it really depends. It, you arrive as a family and you have kids you're going to need more. When I arrived seven years ago, I left my husband and my brother in my in-laws in California, and I first came in New York by myself. I, I have $3,000 of money, and the housing is provided, the bills are included. So basically, I never have any problem with my pocket money. It really depends on a family, you're coming alone or you're single, how many kids do you have, and groceries. So it really depends. Okay, so I think good advice there. Blair, anything to add from a financial perspective? Because mm -hmm. as Eliza said, many nurses, when they come in, there's going to be a delay, and often nurses don't realize this. There's going to be a delay mm -hmm. getting your Social Security. There might be a delay. Some states require Social Security to do the license endorsement, so there might be a delay to start working and earning. Some states mm -hmm. might not, so there, there are differences. Blair, anything to add from a financial perspective of how a nurse could pre prepare financially before they arrive in the United States? So one of the beauties of our program is that you can apply before you get here. Um, you can actually mm -hmm. open your savings account before you get here and wire money. That way it's here waiting for you um, before you arrive. And then as soon as you get here, we can go ahead and issue 
the credit cards um, and the checking account and the debit card and get all that sent to you, obviously we do recommend you coming with some cash um, because it does take about, we say seven to 10 business days for that card to get to you at your location. Um, definitely do some research. That's a lot of comments that we've had is the, the drastic difference in currency. Yeah. Um, compared to the U.S. dollar. So do your research and figure out what your quote-unquote dollar is compared to what the U.S. currency is. Um, and then also factor in your bills if you're having to um, budget your rent, if it's not provided, um, anything like that before you get here. Um, transportation transportation is a big one. You're not going to you know have a car the first day that you get here. So if you're going to be taking public transportation or if you're going to have to be utilizing Uber all of those things. But mm -hmm. my biggest advice would be to take any money that you're able to wire into a savings and get that done before, um, whether it's with us or, or a comparable program, get that money here waiting on you before you get here. That way, when you arrive, you just have to visit or make a phone call to be able to access that money. So as far as, you know, specific amounts go, that it just speaks to where the region because the cost of living where I am in South Louisiana is going to be drastically different um, as to where anybody else is in the United States. It just varies uh, region, state, even, you know, if you're rural city um, or country living. So do your research, um, talk to your employer. They're probably going to be your best source if they're, they're living there, but definitely find a program where you can get some money wired and have it waiting for you um, in those circumstances. I will say you do not have to have a social security number to take advantage of many of the programs for people in your position. Um, you would just need, you know, your government ID and your passport, and then your offer letter from your employer stating that you are an employee. Um, to get that account open. So there are resources. Just educate yourself on those resources because they are available to you. So thank you for sharing all of that, Blair. I think one of the biggest worries for nurses is how to build their credit, how to access mm -hmm. funds in that first few days before they can start working um, and their complications with Social Security sometimes, especially in the pandemic. There can be delays. There can be delays with license endorsements. So really important to do your, your research. And, and um, you know, I know from the Kinetics USA perspective, our um, case specialists are well-trained to help the nurses that, um, that work with uh, kinetics uh, specifically to help to you know educate you on how much money you need based on your family dynamics if you have children spouse that kind of thing and also um, to give you the checklist to prepare you and I'm, and I know that there are many other reputable companies that have similar programs jewelries gold is it taxable I'm not sure if anybody on the panel knows the, the answer to that question uh, the only thing that I would suggest on that, and, and just to kind of base on exactly what Blair was saying about transferring money in, I think that's always the best option. I believe you have to claim, not that I've ever done this, but you have to claim anything over, if you're bringing into the country, over $10,000. Correct. So if you're bringing in cash, I mean, that's the max amount of cash that you should be bringing in. I mean, the last thing you want to do is go through any challenges with customs on the day that you're supposed to be coming mm -hmm. in. Uh, and as far as gold, I believe that counts as valuable assets. So it's something that you know they want to make sure that you're not trying to dispose of in the united states i mean it's mm -hmm. all a risk but you know not a risk i would want to take you know as i'm about to start my new life so 
definitely something I would look into there on that. But I, I'm pretty confident that the max that you're allowed to bring in value-wise is over is to up to ten thousand dollars. Up to ten thousand, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, James. I've checked that box a couple of times. No, I do not have ten thousand. <laughs> another reminder, another depressing moment, and I checked it. Okay, so <laughs> helpful advice. Yes. James, nurses have said that they, um, you know, worry about the driving, um, and that is obviously a concern. Is there anything that a nurse can do before uh, they arrive in the United States to try and prepare? I mean, Anna was saying she wishes she'd driven before. Yep. But if yes. a nurse is not able to drive in their home country, any advice, any advice about licenses, anything that somebody can do before they arrive? Uh, the best thing that you can do before you arrive, obviously, is if your country does offer some type of uh, driving lessons, take those driving lessons. Uh, I have been in numerous foreign countries, and I assure you, if you can drive in your home countries, you can drive in the United States. I've seen the driving in the Philippines. You're okay to drive here in the United States. Okay? <laughs> Fine. Uh, it's just you just have to learn to drive and kind of learn the new rules of the road and the signs. I mean, they're all pretty universal, uh, but it's the idea is, you know, I would want to feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, driving someone else's car, learning the rules of the road, learning, you know, the stop. And before I step into a brand new vehicle or even a brand new used vehicle, you know, and drive that car here in the United States, uh, it's definitely something I suggest. Getting an international driver's license or international driver's permit is something I suggest. It makes life a tad easier when you first arrive here mm -hmm. in order to convert over to a U.S. driver's license. The best thing or the most unfortunate thing about the United States is we have 50 states. It's like 50 different countries. Mm -hmm. uh, not even, I can't even imagine what advanced laws to go through with the banking laws. But as far as the, um, you know, <laughs> thinking about registration and licensing, the challenges that come up with registration and licensing, everybody's different. Everybody requires different, you know, things when it comes down to, you know, a, li a U.S. license or identification points, social security number, whatever that particular case is. International Auto Source does have that information, and we do share that information with all the candidates. Uh, there is a document that I we have provided that gives the breakdown of every single state, their requirements for a driver's license, registration, taxes, anything that you may need to know specifically. And that information is free and available to you whether you obtain a car from International Auto Source or not. It's uh, something mm -hmm. that really just to educate you and prepare you. But okay. That's a I lot of say, good pointers and tips. Yep. And James, do you think it would be worthwhile for somebody to download the booklet from the DMV and start studying that before, if possible? Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, they kind of give you some mm -hmm. guidance and you can even now they actually uh, I was looking these last few days and preparing for some states and uh, trying to help uh, candidates that are coming in for uh, obtaining a, a road test where if you come to the U.S. and you don't have a, a driver's license at all. You have to go through a five-hour driving course, which kind of teaches mm -hmm. you about rules of the road. Then you can apply for your permit. Then you can apply for a road test. Then you, there's a, a lot of steps there. So if your biggest concern is to get on the road as soon as possible, you would want to try to take care of some of this stuff before you arrive. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would download the book before I arrived. They also put example tests online too, where they show, you know, the 20 questions that you're going to, that you're going to have to take. And you, I would go through that process as well, just to kind of test yourself and see if you're prepared. Uh, it's anything you can do to make life a little bit easier before you arrive here, mm -hmm. when you're trying to learn your new job and your new, new, uh, your new living conditions and your children are going to school and your husband's trying to figure out, or your, or your spouse is trying to figure out where you're going. Anything you can do before you arrive is going to be extremely beneficial to you to get your, 
a lot less stress trying to obtain, you know, get prepared for the for driving or whatever you're going to do here in the U.S. Okay, good. So Rice is, show, is saying driving in the Philippines, so that's good, Rice. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> that makes uh, things definitely uh, just easier all around. With the jeepneys uh, and motorbikes rolling, I mean, I don't see many jeepneys anymore. Okay. Jeepneys yeah. and motorbikes flying all around. You'll be okay, I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it depends which country you come from. Because when I came from the uh, to the United States from South Africa, I was an immigrant. I came here 20. This year will be 22 years. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And the biggest challenge for me on the driving side was driving on the other side of the road. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that depends which country you're coming from, but yeah. that can be a challenge in itself. Yeah. Our roads in yeah. themselves can be a challenge. Yeah, and that's, that's too, also especially with the bad weather and, and you know, New York, yeah. there's potholes, there's, you know, they try mm-hmm. to patch up the roads. There's, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. I came from a country that we don't drive automatic cars. I they, that's, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. So I have to watch. That's a much, much easier. Much, I don't know how to drive a manual. So I hope yeah. I never have Me to run neither. A, I, to a manual car. We're not I've never driven a manual car in my life. I think if yeah. I had to come here and drive I'm a really manual car. I'm here because nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> I do very well. So I guess you're not alone, Ellen. That's an order. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about some of the basics because some of the things that derail a nurse and can be very upsetting in the beginning are things like social security or not having the right plugs to be able to, you know, with voltage can be different in different parts of the world or getting a cell phone. Anna, can you talk us through some of those like communication aspects and how you handle that? And was there any challenges getting a cell phone, um, getting set up on the, you know, the, the different voltage, the electricity, that kind of stuff? Okay, so when I arrived seven years ago, I have the old uh, iPhone, uh, iPhone, or I was gonna plug it in, and it, uh, it didn't work. So, but luckily, my mother-in-law, um, before we arrived, she gave us a cell phone, my uh, iPhone six that time, and complete the SIM card. But then I had to buy another one for my my husband because. Uh, for some reason, it didn't work. So they ask a lot of requirements from us because they need to know where you're at, where you're living, your payment, your monthly. It was a little stressful because back home, you just buy a SIM card and you just buy a small amount of 100 pesos, equivalent of pesos or 10 cents, and you're going to have a load. But in here, um, we have a plan. But it was a little confusing to me uh, starting using the, the cell phone here. Uh, but, you know, as I watched uh, YouTube and Google, I learned how to use it. <laughs> so you kind of got there. Can you give some advices regarding SIM card? Can we buy a prepaid SIM card in the United States? Would you suggest people do that and use their own phone? Or would you suggest that they get a new phone? Well, uh, you can buy a SIM card. Uh, but I, I never try it because my mother-in-law gave me a cell phone and you can also use her phone, but however, I think you have to convert it or do something about it with the SIM card that you're applying. Like uh, in the Philippines, when my, my mother-in-law will send us a phone coming from California, we have to unlock it because it's under a service of this kind of uh, company. So yes, you can buy your 
you play them here, please you can have you can bring your cell phone, but you have to unlock to be able to use the SIM card. Okay. Elisa, how have you handled the communication aspect? Getting a phone, did you get a SIM card? Did you get a new phone? I didn't get a new phone yet because I don't have the social security number, so we bought one line for prepaid because it's essential to have an internet outside, especially when you want to drive and you don't know the place. You have to use the GPS. So mm-hmm. I, I don't see my life without internet even for a minute. And something that I felt it was strange here in the U.S. compared to my country, it's that not all the restaurants and bars and snack houses, they have free Wi-Fi. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good deal to buy one prepaid SIM phone until a missing card, until you have your social security number. You could like make a contract with the line and buy a phone together because they have this view. You can buy the phone and then have a contract. It's quite cheaper than my country also. So I'm waiting now the, okay. the security number to make a line. Okay, thank you for that. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.